Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jen Shah changed her plea to guilty. I have the no, chill. No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. This was breaking news on Monday. Jen Shah from the Real Houses of Salt Lake City, she finally admitted guilt. Someone on her behalf said this in a public statement, said, Ms. Shah is a good woman who crossed a line. She accepts full responsibility for her actions and deeply apologizes to all who have been harmed. Ms. Shah is also sorry for disappointing her husband, children, family, friends, and supporters. Mary Cosby called it when she said she hopes she's guilty. She's guilty. What did Mary know? Mary, did you know? I couldn't believe this because all last season she was saying that she was innocent, how this, uh, all these charges against her were wrong. She said at the reunion to Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen was on his radio show, radio show saying how disappointed he was because he had believed her. A lot of the other gals believed her. Meredith Marks, 24 hours, less than 24 hours before Jen Shop changed her plea to guilty. Meredith Marks had posted an Instagram story saying, uh, you're uh, innocent until proven guilty. And her and Heather Gay were in New York for uh, Jen Shaw showing up to court. So they had gone there filming for a gas trip. And then Jen Shaw changes her plea. And I can't even imagine the repercussions. I want to know what Heather Gay's thinking. I want to know what Meredith Marks is thinking. What's Lisa Barla thinking? Give me Whitney Rose on the phone. Where's Mary Cosby when we need her? I need to know what they all think because this was sho- truly shocking. To me, I couldn't believe it because I was expecting her to go down with the ship and say she was innocent until she was possibly thrown behind bars. And now it's all coming out and she's just saying that she had a part in it. And it's devastating to all these elderly people and the victims of these crimes. And I don't know. And I'm wondering how next season's going to play out. Is she going to spend the whole season saying she's innocent? That's what I'm expecting. And then at the end of the season, all of a sudden they're going to throw a wrench in. Here's how I think it's going to end. You know, they're going to have their big cast event the whole season. She's going to say she's innocent. And then they're going to be at an all-cast party where they're dancing. And you know how they do the freeze frame on the cast members? And then they put the title card up and it says, like, Luann went to rehab after filming. (laughs) I hate to laugh at that, but you know what I'm saying. Like, they add something, like, really serious to the title card. I feel like Jen Shaw is going to be like, she she lied and she's going to jail. Oops. And that's what I feel like is going to happen. I don't know if they're going to show us everything. I don't know what they're going to show us. Although I have some other theories too, because Heather Gay has a book coming out, I believe in January. And usually, traditionally, this isn't always the case, but traditionally, when a housewife or someone on one of these shows has a book coming out, the book comes out as the season starts to air, right before the season's starting to air. Because the people on TV, they get to go do their press tour and they get to do sort of like a joint press tour. So they uh, they advertise the new season of the show, and then they advertise the book. So that leads me to believe that Real House of Salt Lake City won't premiere until January. Although I could be wrong, and it seems like they're going to probably keep filming for this season. Ordinarily, they'd be done by now. But now, if she's going to get sentenced at the end of November, I can't believe them shutting down the camera crew, right? Won't they just keep filming until... You know they're going to film every last fucking second they can with that woman. You know Bravo's going <laughs> to squeeze out any last drop they can of that person. 
and they're going to show us a lot. You know, Bravo always shows us a lot. They they don't go all the way, but they go pretty far, which coincidentally is how a Beta Kappa named Joe used to describe me sophomore year of college. Um, but that's neither here nor there. The point is they're going to show us a lot, but they won't show us everything. And I, for one, can't wait, but I, I get concerned. I get concerned that the whole season's going to end up being a lie. And then, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We're going to have to just watch what happens live, and we're going to have to go to BravoTV.com for more information. Uh, but we have more things to talk about. We've got to talk about Real Houses of Beverly Hills. This week was a brand new episode. I'm going to play a clip. Did I talk about all the Jen Shaw stuff? Was there anything else that I needed to mention? I mentioned the Meredith Marks Instagram story. I mentioned Andy was pissed on his radio show. I mean, ugh. I can't believe people bought shirts that said hashtag free Jen Shaw. She was selling merch up until the last minute. Up until the last minute, fans of hers were rallying behind her and saying, uh, we support your innocence. We believe your innocence. And now here she's going saying she's guilty with all of it at the very last second. And I know a lot of people are upset that there's not going to be a trial because we were all expecting to settle in for a trial. I was ready to sit tight, little bear, and watch a trial on my TV. And then turns out we're not going to see no trial because she just changed her plea to guilty. Ah, we're just going to have to wait and see what the courts have to say. And by wait and see, I mean we're going to have to find out what the sentencing is, which I don't think is coming until the end of November. Don't think it's coming until late. Anyway, uh, let's get into the real house size of Beverly Hills, shall we? Should we play a little clip? So for me, I was like, oh, you know, she's gone through so much. She's sort of like being a little more free with us and letting her hair down and showing a more vulnerable You don't think that could lead to an alcoholism? You don't think that's a problem? <sighs> a fucking again. A fucking again. Another week of Kyle Splits Richard saying that she's happy to see a bamboozled Jane getting drunk and hitting on kids and yelling at kids and falling off boats. I mean, Garcelle rightly pointed out, she said, well, you've seen a lot of this behavior. And then Kyle pointed out in retaliation, she said, you know, I know that throwing that word around, which I think Kyle's right in that sense of like throwing the word alcoholic or alcoholism around, particularly on this show, as we've seen in the past with Kim Richards. It's not always a good thing. However, I do think what Garcelle's trying to say has a lot of valid points. And for Kyle to just excuse it all, it's like, oh, she's finally letting her hair down. And it's like, Kyle, read the room. Kyle, I don't know what's going through her head this season. I don't know if she's just not paying attention to what's going on around her. Normally, she's more media trained. Maybe she was too busy filming Halloween and she didn't get a chance to really like get her footing. But normally, she's at least more like media trained, meaning like she at least she knows exa- a little bit of like how to navigate this stuff so that she's Switzerland. Do you get what I mean? And now this season, I feel like she's just throwing that all to shit, <laughs> throwing it all to hell, and doesn't know what's going on. Uh, because I feel like every week I'm like, Kyle, what are you even thinking at this moment? And we see Jamie Lee Curtis shows up in the preview for next week. So maybe Jamie Lee Curtis is going to pop in. And maybe she just needs to give Kyle some of that activity to flush out her system so she get her footing right. Because I don't know what Kyle's thinking. Maybe her head's cloudy and she just needs to let it loose. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But uh, we're getting more of Cherie. Cherie seems like a level-headed woman. And I don't know. I'm liking Cherie so far. But I'm also skeptical. Somebody told me, like, that Cherie was maybe supposed to be a full-time, but then she didn't bring enough, so she, I don't know, so I don't know, who knows what to believe, we'll just keep watching. Anyway, uh, let's see, we have, uh, last week on the show, we ended with Erica had said that she thought the kids were 16, she didn't know Garcelle's kids were 14, which I do think makes a big difference, but also, like, why didn't she know that? I mean, some of the things that we're pretending you didn't know, it's like, you should know that her kids were young, like, I felt like everybody knew that her kids were young. 
And so, and even 16, you still shouldn't be yelling at a kid, fuck off, and then trying to fuck the brother. Excuse my language. You guys, I said this week I was going to try to not use the F word, because, <laughs> which is not happening. Obviously, I probably already said it upwards of 10 times, and we're only seven minutes in. But I can't, I can't fucking help myself, because I just, I don't know, it comes out, so I'm sorry. I really was, because last week, or one of the weeks recently, somebody, I was got, I got like a very impassioned plea to stop using the F word. Someone's like, I listen in the car with my kid, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to teach the youth the F-bombs, but uh, here I am. Out loud and proud, using the fuck, throwing the fucks around, uh, throwing the fucks around. So I'm sorry. I don't mean to. I don't mean to. And also, they're throwing the fucks around on the show. So I can't even fault myself for it because we opened this week with uh, Rinna. Remember, she yelled at Sutton. She's like, did you call Diana a motherfucker? Because remember, Diana thought motherfucker was what Sutton called her. And she took it literally. Diana thought, oh, she's literally saying I fucked my mother. And so we're opening with that. And then Rinna also said, and you called her soulless. And Kyle's trying to do the damage control, and Garcelle calls Kyle out in the opening scene. This was when they were at Sutton's house in the in the wet grass, which again, can we just discuss this? I know we talked about this at length last week, but why don't we just move it inside? Why don't we move the lunch inside? Eventually, they do go indoors. And I naively thought it was because of a COVID thing. I thought maybe they needed to keep them outside. It was easier to film outside. But then this episode, they moved them all into Sutton's house. So it's like, what's the truth, ladies? What's the truth? You're just uh, outside, inside. So why are we sitting out in the mud with the furs and the flip-flops on looking like little Edie? It didn't make no sense. And so they do move inside. And Garcelle calls out Kyle saying she's jumping ship because Kyle, again, is sticking up for Bamboozle Jane. She's always sticking up for Bamboozle Jane. And Kyle's like, we're all on the same ship. And it's like, that's not true. It's like we have... There's a very clear line in this cast where it's like the Rena, Bamboozle Jane, Kyle... Dorit. And then it seems like they're trying to recruit Diana, which is maybe not the best idea. Uh, but they're trying to recruit her a little bit. And then it's like Sutton and Garcelle and the other team. And Crystal, I think, is on the other team too. Like, I don't think they've ever fully accepted Crystal with that Fox Force 5. You know, they just, I think for a second, maybe they thought about accepting Crystal into their little club, that shitty club they have. And then I think they finally didn't want to. And it's just clear that there's a line in this cast. And so when Garcelle says she jumped ship, I don't think she ever was on that fucking ship. Uh, excuse my language. Uh, see, I said it again. I need to have a swear jar here or something. Can somebody, somebody should count the F words I drop. I'm going to try. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to bite my tongue. Anyway, where the fuck were we? Okay. So then, uh, the women are inside. Oh. You guys, okay, if you're driving pullover, we need to talk about this for 45 minutes. Because when the women did come into side, inside to Sutton's house, uh, remember that Rena had showed up in those platform Spice World shoes. And when she got indoors, she said to me in the cater waiter that I, it left me shell-shocked. Shell-shocked, quite honestly. Because Rena had asked the poor cater waiter who was working, giving drinks to the women, maybe serving them at lunch, uh, he was obviously hired by Sutton. I don't know that he worked directly for Sutton or if he worked for a company that brought him into Sutton's house. Either way, this young gentleman, when the women went inside, Rinna made him touch her feet. That's right. She said, touch my toes. And he had to touch her hooves. And this man, he didn't want to touch her feet. How much do you get paid? I was a cater waiter myself, okay? You do not get paid that much. I did bartending for private events. I was a cater waiter. I was a server. And you do not get paid enough to, for me to be touching Rena's foot. I don't like to touch anyone's foot, let alone Lisa Rena's foot. I don't want to touch her hoof. I'm not interested. And he just, she was like, you got to touch it. 
And I was like, how much are you paying this man? Sutton better have given him a big-ass tip. He had to get everyone those flip-flops and the furs, and now he's got to touch Lisa Rinna's foot. Ugh, I was disgusted for him. And that's not to say she's got bad feet. I'm sure her, her toes are nice. Her little grippers on there are probably perfectly pedicured. Uh, but that doesn't mean a cater waiter who's just trying to get through his shift. With gentle hands and the heart of a fighter, I'm a survivor. <laughs> that poor man loves his kids and never stops. He doesn't want to have to touch Lisa Rinna's foot. And then as they're all sitting there, speaking of men who are just completely blown away in this cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, uh, Sutton's on Bumble, and they call this man that she reached out to on Bumble. She doesn't want to be dating him, but she, or she wants to be dating him, but she's not dating him. And, uh, they FaceTime with him. His name's Sanjeet. And he's FaceTime with the cast of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I just have to say, imagine seeing these women on FaceTime, because these straight guys, they don't watch the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. They don't. There's a handful of us. I know a lot of the husbands out there, but this is a single man, okay? I know a lot of the husbands sit with their wives, because I hear from people, uh, a lot of wives who listen to the podcast with the husbands, and I love that. I love that. Shout out to the straight guys. Shout out to the straights. Love you all. Uh, but the single straight guys, I don't know that there's a ton of them watching the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So the Sanjeet, he is FaceTiming suddenly with this woman, Sutton, and I'm sure it says in her bio or something, she's a cast member on a TV show. I'm not sure. But I don't imagine that he really understands who Sutton is. And then imagine he's FaceTiming. And do you see how Rinna looked with the slip back hair and those big ass glasses? And you can't see her feet. But when uh, Sanjeet is fa- FaceTiming with the cast of The Real House of Beverly Hills, and it's a close-up of Rinna looking like that, I'm sure this man is like, what? Must recognize Rena because I think the straight guys they do recognize Rena, and here's why: because she was a guest star in the show Entourage, HBO's Entourage. Remember, she fucked drama, or she she was gonna fuck drama, and then she fucked Turtle. Oh, I said the f word again. I'm sorry, and I'm talking about Entourage. That's a swear word in itself, of itself. Might as well be a four letter word when I talk about HBO's Entourage. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be a four-letter word. Uh, but she was in Entourage. She had an arc on Entourage. So Sanjeet, I believe he all of a sudden saw this woman. He's like, why is one of the Entourage guest stars on my FaceTime? You know, he was probably shook, did not know what was going on. He's probably so confused. Because straight men, they just don't know the show. So I was trying to think, he would recognize her, but from where? The only thing I could think of is Entourage. Maybe Melrose Place, right? Like if he was, I don't know, Sanjeet, do you think he watched Melrose Place? I'm not sure. Uh, but otherwise, I think she, he's probably like, oh, what's what's that woman from Entourage doing on my screen, on my FaceTime? And why is her hair slicked back? And why is she wearing old lady readers? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, Erica's drinking a bunch again. She said she was going to be at this Sutton party with one cocktail, and she had three. Garcelle pointed out she was counting. She said, one, two, three. It was like the Tootsie Pop commercial. Remember the Tootsie Roll commercial? How many licks does it take? And then the owl comes on. He's like, one, two, three. <laughs> I used to love that commercial. Was it the owl said? He's like, one, two, three. The way he said three was like, three, three. I wonder what he's up to now. That Was it an, was the owl the one who talked or was the owl the one who it was eating the Tootsie Pop? You guys know what I'm talking about. Am I just speaking gibberish to you all right now? You remember the Tootsie Pop commercial? One, two, three, three. That's how Garcelle was when she was counting Erica's drinks. The one, two, three. <laughs> I wish Garcelle had the accent of that owl. I do, that wise-ass owl. Uh, so Erica does say she was wrong. She apologized to Garcelle. 
And they show a flashback because Garcelle's like worried about the drinking. And they show a flashback of Erica being like, Garcelle, go pee on the new girl. Remember when she was on the boat? Garcelle, pee on the new girl. And it was like, okay, obviously the medication is a problem. It's not just making her sleepy. Because if, it, if she was just taking a nap like she did on that boat, but she wasn't just taking a nap. She was telling one woman to go piss on another woman. Excuse my language again. But it was like peeing on a new girl and then hitting on the kids and all that stuff. And Kyle just keeps saying, Erica's allowed leeway. And I wrote in my notes, I'm sorry to say this because I said I don't want to say that F word, but I wrote in my notes, fuck off, Kyle, butt out. <laughs> and I always like Kyle's with Richards. You know, I was always a supporter of her despite the fact that nobody else was. And here this season, I just can't do it. She's losing me a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a whole lot. I'm gone. I'm far gone. Uh, but Kyle's like, I'm happy she's letting her hair down. I'm happy she's having a fun. Sheree tells her to, uh, tells the splits to be neutral and shut the fuck up. She tells the splits, she's like, you just need to be neutral. Stop buttoning in. And Erica apologized. Garcelle accepts the apology. I did not accept the apology because I can't accept an apology with someone wearing those sunglasses. And if someone wants to apologize to my face, I do believe that they should have to take the sunglasses off. Bare minimum. Bare minimum, I have to see your eyes. I mean, it was like, what? It's just a, it's a sign of disrespect to me. Those big-ass glasses, the ones that her and Rena just running around with those big-ass readers on. And I don't know if they're readers, but, you know, they're those big – they remind me of my grandma's my grandma's glasses. And I know they're in style right now. They're actually on trend, I think. I don't know if they're on trend or they were recently on trend. And so I get why they're wearing them. I just can't take anyone seriously in an apology wearing those glasses. I can't do it. I'm not interested. So Garcelle did accept it, and I did not. Uh, and Cherie noted that she also wants a threesome with Oliver. She said, me too, bitch. I want one. And look, Cherie, I just have to say there's some things maybe we just don't need to say out loud. Maybe just your friends. You don't want to say your fuck your friends' kids. I don't know. Bare minimum. I thought you guys were... <laughs> Bare minimum, maybe just don't say you want to fuck your friend's kids. I don't know. Is that the line? I feel like that should be the line, right? Like, I don't know a lot about, like, where the line should be with everything, but that's where I would draw it. And, again, I'm not an artist, so I don't know where anyone else would draw the line, but that's where I would draw it. That's where I would draw it. Sorry, Cherie. Uh, you guys, we should take a quick break here. Let's take our, our break, and we'll come right back. And we got so much more to talk about. we got to talk about... Uh, we got to talk about that snow that was in Kyle's yard. We got to talk about Erica at the Diana's house for the garage sale. It was basically a garage sale. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram. Get my book, How Do I Unremember Remember This? And thank you to ACAST. We'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at 
Shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y.com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. And we're back. Mary, did you know? By the way, there's another extra bonus episode out this week with Nikki Blonsky, star of the movie Hairspray. Hairspray's 15th anniversary is on the 20th of July, and Nikki came back to the podcast. She was on very early in Everything Iconic's run, and it was a sort of chaotic mess of an interview. And so it was so nice to have a full circle moment having her come back in the show. And no, she did not remember it. Uh, the first time that she was on, but she did come on and was gracious enough with her time. She reacted to the Jen Shah legal situation. Uh, Nikki Blonsky had some opinions, had some thoughts. She lives in Utah. Uh, she also reacted to the Leah Michelle funny girl stuff that's going on on Broadway. And we talked about the 15th anniversary of Hairspray. So it's an extra episode. It's on the podcast feed. Check it out. We have some other great guests coming, but uh, we got to get back to. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So uh, we got to talk about this cookies and kicks. So Garcelle was shopping with the kids. And she was at a place here in Los Angeles called Cookies and Kicks, where it was like, they have all these expensive sneaker stores. And I've never been a sneakerhead. Although I wish I was. You know, I wish I was. I wish I could be someone. Uh, the closest I've come is really liking that song by Vanessa Hudgens, Sneaker Tight. That's about the closest I've come to really being a sneakerhead. And so I wish that I had that in me, although they are expensive. Because she was looking at the shoes, and it was like 5000 2000 And the kids were getting shoes for $500, which my mom never. She would never. I had all the hand-me-downs. And I have two older brothers. The middle brother and I are the same height. Like, we have the exact same height. We're both really super tall, 6'3". And my oldest brother, the one who's older, he's really short. So, like, we just – I would get – either of their clothes, or sometimes my oldest brother's clothes would be passed down to my middle brother and I, and none of them fit. It was like we were sausaged into everything because he's a foot shorter than the rest of us. So I, we were not, certainly Linda Pellegrino was not getting $500. I remember going to a footlocker and she's like, Dan, you're not getting these $35 shoes. What are you thinking, Dan? I'm just going to, I'm made of money. I'm just going to get you the $35 shoes. Uh-uh. Find something else. And then it was like, you got to find the, or sometimes you would get the two for ones. They would have like once a year sale, the two for ones. That's what you get. But these $500, whoo. I always feel like I sound like an old lady. Like back in my day, my mom was like, no $500 shoes. Dan, these are $35. (laughs) My mom's still like that. My mom, she's fine with money now. And she's like still, uh, I'm just pinching the pennies. I'm like, loosen up the purse strings a little bit. Linda, you can afford $50 shoes if you want. 
Dan, $35? Are you kidding me? I'm not made of money, Dan. Get the two for ones. We'll get your brother a pair. <laughs> that was what she was doing. Um, anyway, Garcelle's with the cookies and the kicks, which I didn't see any cookies, but what I was focused on really was this woman, Izzy. I love the name Izzy, and this woman... I've never felt older looking at a TV show. I mean, I this was worse than watching Euphoria. You know, sometimes you put on Euphoria. I don't watch Euphoria, but my boyfriend does. And sometimes I see it. I'm like, what are these kids? Like, my brain can't process. Like, they're in high school. Because it's like, I was just heading up to Coldstone on a Friday night and hoping uh, to give 25 cents to the tip bar so that they'd have to sing to me, which I don't know what the fuck that was about. Remember at Coldstone? You go to Coldstone Korean? I don't even know if they still do it, but remember, if you tip them, they got to sing to you. I mean, what the fuck was that about? You got to put on a show. Those poor Coldstone people. Not only are they busting their ass, because at Coldstone, I would imagine, I never worked at a Coldstone, but you know when you have to mix in all them fucking toppings with that hard ice cream? Because it's soft when you get it, but when they're mixing, I feel like you got to have a lot of forearm power. So not only are you doing all the physical manual labor of mixing in all the mixins and trying to fit all that fucking ice cream into one last little last cup, I always, when I go to Coldstone, I ask for the like it and the love it cup because otherwise it's overflowing. And I do not understand why they're still doing it. I think someone needs to, we need Coldstone Creamery reform in this country and we need it now because when they, you order a like it size, I get the cookie minster, which is the mint ice cream with the Oreo and I get the whipped topping mixed in and the fudge. Uh, when you get something like that, uh, and you get the like it size, it's overflowing in the cup. I don't get the cone, but even if you get the cone, it's, it's overflowing. And then it gets all over your pants, over your, your sleeves, your everything. And suddenly you got cookie minster on everything. It looks like you said, so I'll leave there. And it's like, I got ice cream all over my pants. Looks like it just my pants because the putting it in the like it size cup, which is the smallest fucking cup on earth. And then they put the, this huge thing of ice cream in the little cup. So I always order the cup size bigger so that it's not overflowing. And even then it's a problem. Anyway, you put the tip in the jar and then they're supposed to sing to you. So that was like my Friday night in high school. Sometimes you put on a euphoria though, and you see these kids, I don't know, they're all doing MDMA, MDMA or whatever they call it. MDNA. I'm thinking of the Madonna album, MDNA. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but I, they're doing drugs and they're wearing the highlighted eyes and all, I don't, whatever. Anyway, so that's how I felt watching the scene with Garcelle because this woman, Izzy, was wearing the giant jacket, pants with stars all over it. Uh, she had pearls on plus a cross necklace. I mean, I was stunned. I couldn't wrap my heads around this woman's whole outfit. It was shocking to the eye. It was like so much going on. And later in the episode, Garcelle was wearing a blazer with the stars on it. And I think that was Izzy's influence. Izzy was the sales girls wearing the star pants. And if you recall, I had a problem on The Real Houses of Orange County when Shannon Storms Bador was wearing the blazer with the stars on it. And here comes Garcelle wearing this blazer with the star on it. And Izzy, the retail worker who must have been upwards of 19 years old. She was wearing the star thing. So it's obviously on trend. But I don't know that something that Izzy is wearing at Cookies and Kicks or whatever that store she was at. I don't think that what she is wearing is something that my housewives should wear. Do you get what I mean? So it's like, I know that Shannon and Garcella are wearing the storm or the starred blazer, but I just feel like they shouldn't do that. Like, enough. You don't need to wear what Izzy, the retail worker at Cookies and Kicks, is wearing. Enough. 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 I know we're all trying to look young and feel young and all that stuff. And I don't mean to age shame, but I just did. 
I don't mean to, but I just did. It was accidental, but I did it, and I'm standing behind it. Okay, save your DMs, because I don't believe that people should be wearing what Izzy was wearing. Izzy, I, but I couldn't, that woman. So they bought the shoes, the $500 shoes, and I'm happy Garcelle's making money, but I couldn't pay attention to much of it, because I was looking at Izzy. The pearl, the two necklaces was what was most confusing to me. It was like a pearl necklace and then a cross necklace, which wouldn't be something that I would picture on a, what is the name of that generation, the Gen X? or What are they, Gen Z or something? Gen Z, right? Gen X is the one older than me. I'm a millennial, I think. Who knows? Who the fuck cares? Uh, anyway, Mauricio was high for Hanukkah. High for Hanukkah. So we cut to Kyle's house and she was getting ready for Hanukkah. Mauricio was so high. He was like, we got to light the candles. Kyle's, no, Kyle said, we got to light the candles. And then Mauricio said, Abvi. <laughs> Him saying Abvi brought so much joy to my life. The serotonin was flowing when he said Abvi, because it's just not something you picture coming out of Mauricio's mouth, but he was so fucking stoned. You can't tell me. Not. And they had a kid. It was, the whole family was over. They had his parents. He had kids. Kyle kissed Mo's dad on the lips on accident, which that happened in my family. I think I told you guys, my sister-in-law accidentally kissed my cousin on the lips, and I still make fun of her for it. <laughs> it makes me laugh so hard because it was like that same kind of thing where it was like accidentally awkward, where they were like trying to give a kiss on the cheek, but one person's head moved one way, the other person moved the other way, and then they accidentally just like kiss on the lips. Oh, I love it. I love when something awkward like that happens. But Mauricio didn't even notice because he was so high. Dorit and the kids come over because PK's in London. PK! So she comes over and uh, Mauricio's mom is also there. And isn't the mom, wasn't, didn't we find out that the mom, Mauricio's mom, was like a little nutty online? Am I making that up? I feel like I've seen that somewhere. Maybe I'm making that up. Uh, but they do, uh, Dorit's son actually tells the whole story about Hanukkah, talks about the Maccabees, and he's a star. Dorit's son is a star. And I was happy for them. They said a prayer. They lighted the candles. And I love seeing these people celebrate different cultures, different holidays. I love seeing Hanukkah on screen. You know, I grew up, I had a lot of close Jewish friends, and I would celebrate Hanukkah with them. Shout out to my friend Beth. Uh, I remember going to her house for Hanukkah and lighting the candles. And I love learning about different cultures. And it's beautiful to see on screen. And I I do feel bad that Dorit is going without PK for the first time. She's staying in the house alone for the first time. But what I really felt bad for is obviously Dorit's mom was still staying and the sibling. And I felt bad that the mom and the sibling can't participate in the Hanukkah because Bravo won't let them on camera because that's what I imagine happens. I imagine Dorit says, hey, I'm going over to Kyle's and she tells the producer, can I bring the rest of the people staying at my house because PK's in London. And I imagine the producer's like, nope, we already got a full house. <laughs> and I don't know that to be true, but that's what I imagine. In my head, that's what happened. It was like producers like, uh-uh, Dreet, stick your mom at home. She's not coming to celebrate Hanukkah on screen. We already got Mauricio's parents there. We can't have any other people on screen. Uh, also, when Mauricio was corking the wine or uncorking the wine, it was so, he was just high. And I loved it. I loved it. Then we cut to Diana and Constantine Morales from American Idol, a.k.a. Asher, at home with a chef. And Diana says she likes the full house. She likes the son is there with the girlfriend. I like a full house too. I think when I am older, I'm going to want like kids and I want everyone to have, I want it to be like, bring your friends over and all that. I like a full house. And Asher was wearing a gray cashmere sweatsuit, which looked comfortable. And they were talking about the daughter. The daughter was like FaceTiming in and I just didn't give a fuck about the daughter. I'm sorry to say that to Diana's daughter, but if we're not going to see her on screen, then I just don't care. I don't care. And Asher was calling her Nene. He's like, we got to call Nene. 
And I was like, I don't need to call Nene. Like, unless she's on, I never met her before. Like, why do I, did we ever, ever even meet her once? I'm not interested. Then we had that sit down scene between Kyle, Cherie, and Garcelle. Uh, they were talking about, we, I think we already talked about this pretty much. Kyle sticks up for Erica's drinking again. Garcelle points out that she tried to fuck the sun, yelled at the other sun, and almost fell off the boat. And Kyle's like, well, she's having fun. She's letting her hair down. And Kyle, I wrote in my notes, uh, Kyle acting like trash. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, then that was when Garcelle was wearing the star jacket, which she got because of Izzy, the retail manager, over at the Cookies and Kicks. And Garcelle says Erica's on her meds. Kyle says she has experience with alcoholism. And they showed a montage of Kim Richards. Uh, I think Kathy's coming in next week. We saw in the preview, Kathy's finally coming into the season and we're getting her and hopefully Kim's around the corner too. Uh, but in that montage, I had totally forgotten that scene where Rinna says that Kim is close to death and then pretended to not know that she said that. <laughs> That's the best acting Rinna has ever done. And by best, I mean the most funny because when she was sitting there and Kyle's like, did you say my sister was close to death? It was like three or four seasons ago. And Rena's like, uh, she's trying to do the math and her face is just distorting. And she looks like she's on the Disney Channel or something. You know how, like, when you turn on Hannah Montana or something, they're doing, like, very aggressive facial facial work? I felt like that's what Rena was doing in that scene when Kyle's like, did you say Kim was close to death? Rena's just, like, distorting her face and doing, like, very big vamping to camera of, like, confused look. I swear, it was, like, literally like I was watching... Uh, Miley Cyrus in 2006 acting on the Hannah Montana show. It was like somebody asking Miley if she was confused. And it was like, that's the same face Rena was making. We need to do a side by side or like, <laughs> or like Raven Simone on the early episodes of that's a Raven, which I think is still going inexplicably. People are, must still be watching it. Uh, but that's the kind of work she was doing with the face. Uh, then Kyle talks about her five milligrams of Lexapro. She's just like saying, look, I'm on five milligrams Lexapro, so I know what it's like. And I don't know. Kyle's just being the worst this season. And I often wonder like how I have this theory that sometimes when the cast members get too expensive, then the editors edit them really shitty so that they look bad and the audience turns on them. And that way they don't have to ask them back next season and they get all that money freed up in the budget. And so sometimes I wonder about that kind of thing. Like, is that what's happening here? Or I think about that with when Vicky's last season, remember when she was the friend of and they just edited her so poorly, but also it's their personality too. It's not, I'm not saying that they aren't acting like monsters. They certainly, people like Kyle and Vicky are certainly act like monsters, but I just wonder what the balance is. And I do have that. That's like my conspiracy theory is like, bravo. Oh, Kyle's getting too expensive. Like let's have, make her have a really terrible season. But again, she's doing that on her own, too. She's not, and she was on an apology tour. I saw her. She was like on Amazon Live. You know, the Bravo celebrities, they go on the Amazon Live to hawk their wares. And so whenever they're doing that now, they have to answer questions about the shows, too. And it's really good for Amazon Live, because I don't know how exactly they're running that ship over there, but I saw something about Madison from Southern Charm. Madison, Madison. She was doing an Amazon Live and was like talking about Austin. And I'm like, what is this Amazon Live where they're like hawking their wares and then they're talking about the shows they're on. It's a brilliant marketing move. And quite frankly, I'd like Amazon to hire me to do one of those Amazon Lives. I'm available. I'll hawk the wares all they want. You know, let me know. Pop on Prime Day, whatever I got to do. You know, whatever you need me to do. By the way, oh, okay, I know we're not covering Southern Charm, but I just have to dip in briefly. And by briefly, I just need to talk about the meatballs that Catherine served Caleb, her boyfriend, 
which I don't think they're going to be boyfriend girlfriend for very long because Catherine's a complete monster. Allegedly. I mean, she's just, <laughs> is she not the worst this season? Ugh. And I think it's a very boring season. Like, I don't think they have anything going on. There's so many shots of them in the cars, just talking on the phones in the cars. And like, why are we riding in the cars, uh, watching them talk on phones the whole time? It's like, I don't need Paige on FaceTime or, or on speakerphone every second. Like, let's see these people interacting. And I'm tired of, no one cares about the Shep thing. I'm just so over those people. The only one I'm really interested in seeing is Patricia. And Michael, I'm sad about Michael, her, her, who worked with Patricia. I'm sad about him. But she's the one I want to see the most. And the other people, I'm like, oh my God. And I don't think they'd have anything without Catherine. Although I do like Naomi being back as the narrator. I think she's a much better choice as narrator than Craig was. I don't think it works to have a boy narrator, even though at one point I think I was the one who was saying that Craig should be the narrator. I was wrong. But I think Naomi's the right choice to be, be the narrator over there. But Catherine is so unlikable on screen. Like, does anyone else feel that way? Whenever they cut to a Catherine scene, I'm like, she seems so mean to the boyfriend, to everyone, a person in her life. It's not even fun to watch Catherine anymore. Even though she's driving all the drama on that show, I get like an icky feeling watching. I, I don't know. But so many scenes of them in the cars talking, I'm like, what is this show anymore? Oh, it's terrible. And there's so many people on there. I'm like, who is this person? Why are we getting to know Shep's cousin, Marcy? Like, who the fuck is Marcy? Oh, okay, but my main point, though, was Catherine served these meatballs. Now, I know every culture, people different have different foods, but I just have so many questions about these meatballs that she served the husband, or the boyfriend, rather, because they were meatballs, which I've seen. I've been to Ikea. You know, you serve the Swedish meatballs sometimes with mashed potatoes or rice. or You know, I get that. And in Italian culture, we do that. Matt makes these Asian meatballs that are really delicious on rice. But these meatballs, they didn't look like anything I've seen from any culture before. It looked like she threw some ketchup on them and then on top of rice. And then no one ate them because they looked disgusting, by the way. And she just threw them away. This was like a couple weeks ago. This is like late breaking news. <laughs> it's like happened a really long time ago. But I haven't been getting it out of my head. I've been going to bed at night and literally thinking about Catherine's meatballs and Southern Charm. And it's just like playing over and over again. It's sad, but I can't get it out of my head. Like Kylie Minogue's can't get you out of my head. That's how I feel like with Catherine's meatballs. It's like they're just playing over and over again. I'm seeing her shovel those meatballs they're fighting and it was like they had this intense fight about the relationship and i'm just think, looking at the meatballs on screen like what the fuck is that what's the liquid there how did this happen where did she learn this recipe and uh why no one ate them so they were obviously terrible anyway what were we talking about um okay oh diana's house uh, Diana's house. So Diana has what I'm lovingly calling a garage sale, but really was just bamboozled. Jane showed up. Leah, the stylist. I hope that's how you say it. It's L I A. Is it Leah or Lia? Lia, Leah. She's the stylist, and she sets up all the clothes to get rid of. And Diana's looking at all these expensive clothes. She's like, I don't even remember that. I don't remember that. Meanwhile, she's licking lips every second. Somebody put together online, forgive me, I don't know who it was, but somebody put together a montage of all the times Diana's licking the lips. Just licking them, licking them, licking them. And it's truly insane. And what's going on there? Somebody said it's when you get filler, you lick the lips a lot. But I've never seen all these women have filler in the lips, and I don't see Kylie Jenner or any of the Cardassians running around licking their lips every two seconds like, Diana, what's going on there? What's going on? Uh, then uh, she's setting up all these clothes, and they ask her about her parties. She's talking about her parties, and she says, one party, a rock star beat up a prince. I need to know more about that, ladies. Am I right? 
need to figure out who the rock star was, who was the prince. Was it prince or an actual prince? I don't know, TBD. Find out at the reunion. Then uh, all these expensive clothes are sitting there. And did anyone else have a problem with the plastic hangers? Okay. I'm not some big snob, but for all these expensive clothes and for how much money allegedly Diana has, which again, I say, if she's got all that money, why is she sitting on the Real Housewives? What is she doing? Why does she want to be on the show? She's ruining her reputation. She don't need it if she's that rich. But obviously, there's this is a house of cards or something because there's no way a woman would have an $86 million house and want to be on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I mean, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. There's something fishy going on. And she's got the plastic hangers. Plastic hangers. No wire hangers. You know, that was, uh, of course, an infamous line from Mommy Dearest. But uh, I'm looking at plastic hangers, not even wire hangers. And I would think someone like that would have at least the velvet hangers, something, something nicer, you know, something nicer. Plastic hangers. I saw a bunch of white plastic. They were all different colors, too, different. It was like white plastic hangers, and some of them looked like maybe wire or something. It didn't look... Rich people have the same hangers. That's one thing I do know about rich people. Rich people have one uniform hanger. One of them. I know that. Uh, Bamboozle Jane shows up, though, and she gives her one of those candles again. Bamboozle Jane must have got a discount on all them candles because she... (laughs) I swear she bought them in bulk, which no shade to that. She's a smart gal. If there's one thing that she's being smart about, it's that she's buying candles for every cast party. Because when these women have to go to all these expensive places, we forget that they always have to bring a housewarming gift. And so Bamboozle Jane, she went on uh, View Your Deal, which is the Views website where they offer the discounted candles. Uh, you know, I often buy a View Your Deal. If you watch the view, you know what I'm talking about. They have a whole website called View Your Deal. And oftentimes they have candle deals. They have the Nest candles on de- on sale. And so I be- believe Bamboozle Jane, she went to viewyourdeal.com and she got all them candles in bulk. And now she just brings them to everyone housewarming party. She brings them. She's like, here's your fucking holiday candle. And then let's move on. So she gave Diana one. You know Diana just threw it right in the trash. You knew <laughs> Diana licked her lips and threw her right in the garbage. She was not interested in the candle because uh, she's not interested in a discounted candle or really any other candle. Uh, or the, I mean, I'm sure she has her brand of candle, although I'm giving her too much credit because she had the plastic uh, hangers, so maybe she doesn't have that much taste. I'm not sure. I don't know. Uh, Erica says she knows all the cost of this stuff. She's like, I'm not jealous. But then the editors were so funny. They kept cutting to her being jealous. <laughs> like they kept saying... We saw Erica in her confessional saying she's not jealous. And then they cut to her obviously looking jealous. And at one point she even said to Diana, like, I'm so fucking jealous. I'm so jealous. Somebody piss on your friend. Remember Erica Jane? Oh, my God. Piss on your friend. Somebody piss on the new girl. Bamboozled Jane. Uh, So then they sit down and they talk about Sutton because Diana hates Sutton. I'm so sick of this Diana Sutton thing. It's such a stupid feud. I don't even think it's just stupid. It's exhausting. I don't care about it. I I really just frankly don't care about Diana. I just don't care about her. And maybe one day I will. Yeah, one maybe one day I will. Some people said, you know how I heard that rumor about Cherie, like Cherie was maybe going to be a full-time cast member, and then she was demoted to part-time, and Diana was full-time. That's what I heard was like the both of them were up for a full-time role, but then Diana is more in the mix and she gets more in the mix later in the season or something. I don't know if that's true. You know, that could be a total lie. That wasn't from like a, that wasn't from a reliable source. That was just from, you know, I might've dreamed it up to be honest with you. It might've been something when I was closing my eyes and imagining Catherine's fucking ugly ass meatballs, then maybe that ran through my head and I made it up. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 
but then we cut to Kyle's doing fake snow at her house. Rinna and Harry, they oh they talk about Delilah succeeding in the modeling world and say it's because of Lois. They say Lois is really doing it. They're giving Lois so much credit. I mean, she's every bird. She's in charge of Delilah's modeling career. She's managing Delilah. <laughs> Not only is Lois flying all over town in the skies and in the form of every single bird that's in the sky, but now she's also managing Delilah. It's like, what? I mean, Lois is busy in the afterlife, is she not? I mean, give Lois a break. (laughs) Somebody let Lois rest. I mean, mean, Lois is doing so much in the afterlife. I mean, I'm exhausted for her. May she rest in peace and rest because it's just like uh, she's doing so much. And the love Lois, and God bless. God bless. Uh, then we see Kyle basting her turkey. We see Sutton and Diana sit down for their lunch. I keep thinking I'll shift with Diana. Like, I think, oh, I'm going to like her. Maybe it'll change. I'll start to like her. And then I never do. I never do. And I'm bored with the fight. Sutton, uh, at first Diana says Sutton's clumsy with her words, but then she says she's not clumsy with the words. And she's just... Diana's just staring there and licking her lips a hundred fucking times, rolling the eyes, licking the lips. I wish you guys could see me. It's just like, it's like, oh, that sound is so gross. I apologize for doing that sound, but you know, it's, that's all she's doing is licking the lips and rolling the eyes. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic. A North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y, dot com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Okay, so Sutton explains the miscarriage conversation that they had at their fight before at Garcelle's birthday party. And Diana doesn't think it's genuine. She says, I think you're very delusional. And... They're just fighting and they're repeating each other. They were sort of parroting each other. Uh, Diana's like, so you say, and Sutton's like, that I know. So you say that I know. So you say that I know. And it was just like, what is going on here? I almost felt like they just kept replaying the same soundbite. 
Uh, but there were also seven, this is something we need to discuss. We need to discuss this. Go back and watch it. There were 700 glasses at this table they were sitting at. 700. I mean, I can't say that's an exact number that I counted, but that table was full of glassware. And I just don't know. I think some of these restaurants need to cool it with the glassware because it's like, I know they put one for the water, then they have a wine glass and they have, if you get another soft drink or something, you get a glass for that. But this table, I swear, had a hundred fucking glasses. Like there were too many on that table. And if somebody, if there was an earthquake here in Los Angeles, there would just be so much glass breaking everywhere because each table at that restaurant had so much glassware. So it seems like a dangerous thing. Uh, Sutton, when she stormed off to walk away, she was walking so slow. And I believe that's because if you walk too fast or if you're a heavy walker, then you're going to break a bunch of glass in that fucking restaurant because there were so many glasses. Go back and look. Glass on every table. And I was like, who's drinking that much? I mean, just have one, bring out whatever somebody orders to drink, maybe have two. I think two is a good number per person. So you have the water one, and then you have whatever drink they order. This one had way too many, too much glassware. It's a waste of funds and resources, and it's dangerous, okay? Glassware, too much. And maybe they were trying to tempt the women to like throw a glass because the season's been sort of snoozy. You know, so maybe they put it, maybe the producers probably put it there. Maybe it's not even the restaurant's fault. Maybe the producers, remember that thing on Dallas Housewives when uh, Leanne Locken like grabbed a glass and yelled at Carrie Duber? Remember at that one part she goes on talking about she broke the glass and then yelled at her. And then it came out later that people had noticed that there was no glassware on the table for part of the scene. And then later in the scene, there was like a glass at the table. So obviously somebody put it there. And then I think like Leanne, maybe in an interview or something said they gave her the glass. And so maybe that's what happened here. Maybe they put a bunch of glass. They were like Sutton, Diana, the season's a snooze. Uh, everything's happening off camera. We're going to put a bunch of glass there. here. What happens, happens. You know, what happens, happens. Which by the way, okay. So speaking of like Bravo and, you know, the, what, what, um, what's the word I'm trying to look for? Speaking of their accountability in certain things. So a lot of people are arguing back and forth with the Jen Shah stuff on the Real House of Salt Lake City. Like, should they keep filming Jen Shah or should they stop? Obviously, she's an admitted criminal now and she bamboozled the other elderly. So should she keep filming a show? Or should she not? Some people say it's good that she's filming because she's making money to pay back the victims, pay restitution or whatever that's called. So some people are saying that. Other people are saying, no, lock her up. And she shouldn't be given a platform of TV to sway public opinion because really that's kind of what happened was she spent a whole season. We said at the end of last reunion on this show, and I think a lot of people felt similarly, of she was so easy, breezy, beautiful on that reunion, and you almost was were on her side. I remember leaving the end of that season, I'm like, oh, okay, maybe she's great. <laughs> Which I know now, looking back, I'm not proud of that. But I feel like the tele- power of television has way to has the power to sway people's opinion and public opinion, and and it's a powerful tool in how people look at you. And I can imagine utilizing that tool for legal situations and. And uh, for court situations and for jurors and, and for sentencing and the power of television can really sway opinion. And so the conversation now is, do they keep filming with Jen Shaw? Do they stop? Do they have her at the reunion? Is it uh, Im- improper for them to keep filming this woman? And I don't know. Part, you know, I, go, I, I don't think so. Ultimately, I think they have to get rid of her, right? Like they have to stop. I still want to see that whole season, by the way. <laughs> Maybe they don't need to keep filming with her, but I still need to see the whole season. 
I mean, now that we're in the, in the thick of things, like, let's just finish out the season, you know, but maybe after that, we don't need to. That's kind of where I think I fall, but, um, it's a valid argument. And I don't know. I don't know. And so the devil, angel devil on my shoulder is like, well, part of it is like these shows, we are supposed to be watching a documentary of these people's lives, right? Like that, whatever happens in their lives, we're supposed to be there watching their lives unfold. We're supposed to be flies on the walls of these people's lives. And, and I don't think it's sometimes up to the people creating the show to, uh, tell us how they feel. However, we know in the Bravo universe, they do sort of tell us how they feel. And these shows are semi-scripted, right? Like they are, they are having certain events set up and they are setting up storylines and things like that. So I don't know if it's exactly like we're watching uh, what they call cinema verte, you know, like, I don't think we're just flies on the wall. I think this is sort of a set up television. So I don't know that it's right to keep filming with her. I don't know. I don't know. I ultimately think that we we see season three of The Real House of Salt Lake City, and then uh, obviously she won't even be around. So maybe it's not even going to be a question because she'll be, won't she be serving time? I don't know. TBD. Where are we at here? Did we talk about everything on The Real House of Beverly Hills? Let's wrap it up. Which, speaking of, they made them wrap it up too. I felt like Sutton and Diana were just sitting there going back and forth. Nothing was happening. No, they weren't getting anywhere. They were staring at each other, licking the lips, staring, licking their lips, staring. And ultimately, I feel like producers are like, okay, wrap it up. We want to get home at a decent hour. Nothing's happened in this scene. None of you are grabbing the glassware. And we're not doing anything. So they leave. Sutton leaves to go do her Christmas cards. She says, I got to go write my Christmas cards. And she's like, okay, I'll see you at Kyle's thing. And that's, <laughs> I'll see you at Kyle's Christmas event. It was like, they hate each other. But no one was willing to really like get to a place where they're actually moving on. So then producers stepped in and were like, okay, we're wrapping this up. We're done here. We're done. Sutton leave. And then Sutton had to hobble off in slow motion so that she didn't break any glassware. So that was how we ended. Next week, Jamie Lee Curtis gets on the show. I have the no. chill. No. Not only does she get on the show, but Jamie Lee Curtis seems to be in the mix a little bit. Like she's at a whole event with the gals. And she does, doesn't she like, I don't know, in the preview, she's interacting with some of the cast members. And I'm so excited because I love me some Jamie Lee Curtis. I think I told you the story once. I saw her at this uh, school event, and she was running out of the bathroom to go make a speech. And it was truly one of my favorite celebrity sightings since I moved to California. It was her running out of a bathroom so she'd make it on stage in time. And I just kept thinking, like, oh, she had too much of her activity. And so I love her. I'm excited. Crystal opens up about her eating disorder. Crystal's been on the side. This is the problem with such a large cast. There's so many of them that are on the sidelines. It's like we're not getting anything out of Crystal. We're not getting, we're not even seeing some of the gals certain weeks to weeks. And they're not really offering much. So I don't know. It's maybe too big of a cast. Is that a thing? No. Is it? Maybe. Uh, then we get Kathy. It's Christmas time. We get drunk Erica Jane dressed as Cruella DeVille. And she yells at Crystal about having a chicken finger. And she's like, don't, you're not allowed to eat, you're not allowed to eat a chicken finger. Go piss on the new girl. Uh, she tells Crystal. And that's not going to go over well. Mm-mm. Erica Jane needs to get it together. You would think that after everyone, maybe that's a distraction too. Maybe she's getting so drunk to distract people. So she learned last season, everyone was going to talk about her legal situations. I feel like she went in this season, like, I'll just get really drunk. So they'll talk about that. No one will ask me about the legal questions. And it's like, we got stuff happening. It's just, you. I don't know. They're annoying me. <laughs> They're annoying me this week. I'm annoyed with the Beverly Hills gals. 
Uh, anyway, I do love them. I love watching them. We still got a lot of season left. I think there's going to be 22 episodes. This was episode 10. We got a ways to go. Ways to go. Uh, okay. Thank you all so much for listening to this podcast. Again, check out the podcast feed, subscribe or follow to the podcast. Uh, click that button wherever you listen to the podcast so that you get all episodes of everything iconic. It also helps me out a lot too. If you hit that subscribe or follow button on Apple podcast or Spotify or wherever you listen to the pod. Uh, also, we're going to have that Nikki Blonsky episode out in the feed. It's on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. Some other great interviews coming up. And thank you all so much for listening. Let's do our cheesy little cool down. I think we need a, we need it. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it. I say we need it every week, don't I? I mean, like every single week, I'm like, we need this and breathe out. And that's because we do a lot of chaos going on in the world. I feel like so much is happening every day. I'm, getting on Twitter and I'm seeing everything that's happening. It's too much. So we need to take our time, our breaths. We need to read some good books. You guys, I just started reading this new book tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. And if you like video games, you'll like it. It's like a, it's, it's got a video game romance kind of situation, but I'm obsessed with it. I think it's so good. Look it up and see if it's something that might interest you. Uh, I love it, but you know, I encourage you to read a good book and find some new time. I think reading is really good because it forces you to be alone and quiet with your thoughts. So, you know, audiobooks are great too when you're on the go, listening in your car or whatever, uh, when you're traveling somewhere. But ultimately, like, I think reading a hardcover book, it like forces you to tune out everything else. Cause if you don't tune out everything else, then you can't focus on what you're reading. You got to reread it a million times. And I've been there before you read the same sentence over and over again. You're like, I just, I am thinking about a hundred things. So I think it's a good way to sort of force your mind to shut off. And a lot of people tell me the podcast too, is a great way, not even just listen to my podcast, but listening to the other podcasts. And it's a great way to check out and just shut down your brain for a minute. And that's how I feel watching the housewives. I feel like I'm able to shut off my brain and shut off everything and just relax. And we need that because you need to recharge your batteries. All these fights that we have to go fight and all these things that we got to go do, we can't do it when our batteries are dead. We got to recharge the batteries. So don't feel guilty if you're a busy mom, if you're busy, if you got a busy job, you're a teacher, you're a healthcare worker, you're what? I mean, there's so many, I can name a hundred jobs, you know, but if you got a busy life, don't feel bad about taking that time for yourself. Like you fucking deserve it to take an hour out of your day to go sit on a treadmill and walk slowly and listen to an audiobook or to go watch your show or to go listen to your podcast or read a book or just listen to some new music. I mean, how often do you just shut the door of one of your rooms and listen, uh, go on Spotify and listen to a playlist and just stare off into space and don't do anything and, and turn off your phone or turn off your text or tell your husband, or your kids or whoever to just not bother you for an hour, right? Or maybe take a day, one or two days this week. If you're someone who cooks every day of the week, cooks dinner, cooks lunches for people, maybe take one day this week or two days this week to just treat yourself to a takeout meal, to something so you don't have to cook. And instead of spending that time that you would normally spend cooking, get some takeout, get some to-go, some fast food, whatever it is something quick at the grocery store, a sandwich on the go, and take the rest of that time you normally be spending in cooking and spend that on yourself doing absolutely nothing, absolutely nothing other than uh, staring off into space, laying down, closing your eyes for 20 minutes, 
uh, doing whatever because you deserve it. You need it. You need that. It's one of the most important things we can do for ourselves because we can't be good for other people unless we're good for ourselves. So you must take the time for you to relax and recharge whatever you have to do to get that. You need to do it. You need to prioritize that. Moms out there, I know moms do this especially. I have to yell at my mom all the time about this. You got to prioritize yourself. Stop thinking so much about all the things you got to do for other people. Stop thinking about that bridal shower gift you got to get for your the bridal shower on Sunday. Stop thinking about the meals you have to cook for dinner. Stop thinking about the bed you got to make upstairs. Stop thinking about the room you have to redecorate or cleaning the garage or take some time to not think about any of that shit. And just think about you and relax and you need that time for yourself because you can't always prioritize other people over yourself. You got to take some time for you. (sighs) Okay, I'm sorry. That's the end of my diatribe. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) I don't know where that came from, but it's a good reminder to us all. Okay, I love you so much. Stay safe and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.